following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Hey, beautiful people. If you love what you're hearing or if you have any questions, follow me on Instagram at Blue Hazel, B-L-U-H-A-Z-L. Let me know what's up. I cannot wait to hear from you. Welcome to Girl, We Got This with Blue Hazel co-founder Letitia Lee. Join Letitia as she interviews real people, shares personal stories, and talks raw, honest advice about all things sisterhood. Because after all, life is easier with a sister. Here's your host, my sister, Letitia Lee. Hey, sis. So I know sometimes you might feel like you don't fit in. You're looking around and you don't see anyone looking like you. Everyone might literally look exactly the opposite. But trust me, your uniqueness is what stands out. You are magic. You are a unicorn. And all of this amazingness is really going to lead you to what you need to be in your life. You're going to find your destiny. I know you will. Sister, 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 I cannot wait for you to meet my sister, Mickey Guyton. She is an incredible woman, yo. She is a country singer. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. And she has a story that needs to be told. Mickey is a woman that truly is the definition of creating her own path in an industry that really didn't have a path for her. Yo, her story is incredible. And by the way, you need to download her single right now, Sister. It's so good. September is one of my favorite friggin' months, guys, and honestly, there's nothing like enjoying the delicious homebrewed taste of Gold Peak Real Brew Tea. It just gives you that comforting feeling of home. I'm always drinking Gold Peak Tea with the girls at the pool. If we're going out, I'm low-key mixing stuff with Gold Peak. It's just my favorite. It's my go-to. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea. It's available in a variety of sizes and 14 different flavors. Whether it's time for lunch, dinner, or just a quick snack with the girls, the home-brewed taste of Gold Peak Iced Tea, it just makes every meal more refreshing and delicious. It's perfectly crafted with ingredients like pure filtered water, mountain-grown tea, and just the right balance of sweetness. It's the real brew taste that always makes you feel right at home. With ice cold Gold Peak Real Brew Tea, the comforts of home are never, ever far away. You can find your favorite Gold Peak flavor at a retailer near you. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea, the taste that brings you home. Hey, what's happening, man? It's Tip T.I. Harris. Come check me out, man. Join me on my new podcast called Expeditionally. Exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, every week I'm going to be talking to people who move the culture forward, who are shaping and changing the world in their own way. You're going to hear some shit that will change your life and move the needle in your world. Expeditionally is exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, what I need you to do is download and subscribe to Expeditionally with a new episode dropping every Thursday. Do it expeditiously. Now back to Girl, We Got This with Letitia Lee. Sis, 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 I have this incredible, stunning, talented woman. Literally, I just walked into this door and I was like... <laughs> I needed her in my life today. Mickey Guyton, the incredible country singer, is here today. Mickey, welcome. I'm here. Cheers. I brought rosé. Yeah, she literally brought the most beautiful bottle of rosé. Yes. By the way. It's got a little rose on it. I'm obsessed. Who, like, ever? Nobody's ever brought me rosé. Well, you know what? There's a first time for everything. Girl. I wrote a song called Rosé. It's my drinking country song. I'm obsessed with you. You That's going to be my next obsession because your latest song, Sisters? Yes. Yes. Girl. I'm your shotgun. Some, I'm your ride or die. Come on. Dog, such a good song. Your sisters will get you through. Oh, Mickey, so. They really will. There's so many things I want to talk to you about, but mm-hmm. I want to get to know you because yeah. you're, you have so much depth. Yeah. And I read up on you and I was like, wow, this woman is incredible, but where is she from? Who is she? Yeah. So I'm going to start there and then we're going to get into yeah. your incredible single and what you're doing and how you found 
yourself back to Mickey. Yeah, dude. man. Let me tell you. Where are you from? So Where are you born? I am from Waco, Texas. That is oh. Crawford, Texas. Everybody assumes Waco, Texas because of David Koresh. Yeah. Yes, but it wasn't really technically in Waco. Ooh. It was a little bit outside of Waco. Um, I grew up singing in the church. My mom and dad are a deacon and deaconess at a oh. Southern Baptist church. <laughs> and, you know, church was my life. Wow. For everything, everything. And... Music, obviously, is in church, and that's what kind of got me into music. But I didn't even really know that I could sing until my dad discovered that I could sing. Wow. So did they, like, I was, that was my second question. Yeah. How did you discover you could sing? Was your dad, like, joined the choir? Well, I would just, I, was, I joined the choir. I was in the angel yeah. choir and then the celestial yeah. choir. But... um my dad would always be singing in the house and he'd want to sing with me mm. and he would be like, this baby can sing. And I didn't know. I didn't want to sing. I was just like, oh my God, just let me go to bed. I'm like seven. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really understand the weight of it. I just liked singing. There was something I was drawn to. Right. I was drawn to my teacher that played the guitar in kindergarten. But um, what made me want to become an actual singer is I went to a Texas Rangers baseball game way back in the day yeah. when Leanne Rimes, before Leanne Rimes, Oof, was I Leanne Rimes. Leanne Rimes. And I was a little, little girl, and I will never forget that she's, she was really young, too, and she sounded like a grown-ass woman, and wow. that just inspired me. And from there, I started listening to Dolly Parton because my grandma mm. was a huge Dolly Parton fan. Yeah. I just lived definitely a weird life, you know? I grew up in the country. Weird. Yeah, it's it's, it's different. cool. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that shit intrigues me. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, yeah. I'm like, I want to hear more because yeah. when— I could not imagine being raised by deacons. Like yeah. that was in my family, right? That's not my upbringing. Are you the only child? No, I've got two. I've got two sisters okay. and a brother. Okay, awesome. So I'm from a family of five. Okay. So I get the crew. Okay, the whole the crew. Big, yeah, yes, you got the crew. People. So y'all are going to church all the time. Yeah. And, and dad is saying, "Sing with me." You discover your voice. You hear Leanne Rhymes, and you probably hear feel chills because when I yeah. hear a voice, yeah. sometimes I either cry or I get me too. Chills. Me yeah. too. Me too. It just hits you. Yeah. So it was that moment, and you were like, "This is what I want to do." Yeah. Wow. That's I saw her, and then I went home and made up my own words to the national anthem because really? you know, the internet wasn't a big thing. Yeah. And I just like I just loved her, and again I started listening to Dolly Parton, and Patsy Cline, mm -hmm. and Reba, and Faith Hill, and Whitney Houston, and Mariah Carey, and yes. those I just loved powerful women voices. Their mm. presence just. Girl. I just there's nothing like it. It's everything. Yeah, a it is. A powerful woman, like it it's is. undescribable. Actually, you are a strong, black woman. Feel that. <laughs> you it's can. true. You can feel that. You can. So, is this what led you to country, Leanne Rhymes specifically? Yes. Leanne Rhymes specifically. Wow. Yes. And my grandma, she grew up in Riesel, Texas, mm -hmm. on a tiny basically shack and she loved Dolly Parton and she had Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers mm. VHS tapes. And that's where it all started for me. Wow. Now how yeah. old are you? I'm 36. How old were you when you started? I was singing, oh my like God. Leanne Rhymes, five, you... maybe five. Yeah. Wow. When you were like, yeah. this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I want to do. So how did you start? How did you start singing? What? So how does this journey? I've never. I know. It's such a weird, yeah. you know, it's, it's so weird because your destiny is your destiny mm -hmm. and whatever you're supposed to do, God's going to make that happen yes. no matter what, Amen. you know, like mm -hmm. it, I could tell you it was just this crazy story, which it kind of was, but it really truly was fate. Yeah. So all throughout school, I just knew that I wanted to do music. So I was in high school and I just, the whole high school thing wasn't right. really my thing. I just didn't understand it. And my mind, as far as I was concerned, was going to either go to LA or New York. That's where I was like, okay, I can make it in music if I go to LA or New York. Yes. So I chose LA. Mm-hmm. 
And I was out there going to school because obviously my dad wasn't going to let me go out there just because I <laughs> yep. have some kind of backup plan. My dad is the same way. Girl. Oh my gosh. So, know. <laughs> you know, so I went to school. I dabbled in a little bit of acting. Mm-hmm. I was really crappy at it. Like auditions are horrible. Bro, it's not easy. It is not. And the casting directors are mean. They've got a girl, chip on their shoulder. They have you doing the craziest shit. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I don't shake hands. Yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff. It's, and it's been really weird. So honestly, like ego deflating. Like yeah. it literally sometimes is so disrespectful. It's just like I'm and a you human. wonder and you wonder why girls have eating disorders yeah. and are getting all kinds of plastic yeah. surgery and hate who they look like. Girl. Because this industry makes you feel like you're not enough. It's tough. So I went through all of that. Wow. And I was trying to, you know, do music. So I started one way or another, I started doing like background vocals mm-hmm. for artists. I got to do some stuff for Patty, um, Patty LaBelle. Ooh. I used to just sing Whitney Houston demos because I could sound like yeah. Whitney Houston. So I was doing all of that, but nothing was really happening for mm-hmm. me. And I was getting ready to move back to Texas because I went through a horrible breakup and yes. I was just a completely broken person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there is nothing here for me. Okay. I need California. timeline. How old are we now? Heartbreak. I was about 24. 24, 24, heartbreak in LA. Heartbreak in LA. Nothing happening. Nothing happening. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. I had two jobs. I was in school. And the hustle. The hustle, mm, you know? Girl, I was, I know. I, and like, I could not yes. make it. I like had $4.98 mm-hmm. in my account yeah. at some point. <laughs> Been there in New York City. <laughs> and so I was, I was just like, it's time. Yeah. I, I've got to go home. I'm missing my family. Mm-hmm. I need to go back home. And the day that I was going to tell my mom and my dad that I was going to move back to Texas, I got fired from my job. Wow. Yeah, one of them. And I've never been fired from a job in yeah. my life. And that was one of the last jobs I ever had. Wow. FYI. Well, that's okay. That's like, it was pretty good, though, because you yeah. didn't get fired from a job to 25. Yeah. I got fired when I was 18 from Dunkin' Donuts. So I'm just Taco saying. Bell was my first job. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell saying. was my first job <laughs> yep, when I was 16. Wow. But um, yeah, I, um, I was in a really bad space. Yeah. And so when I got fired from my job, I just took it as a sign. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, I was at a mall in Valley Village. I'm never out on that side of town. Yeah. I was all the way in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And I had to take classes at one of the other community colleges out there. And I ran into this guy whose name is DJ Drek. <laughs> And DJ Drek, um, I met him through Nick Cannon when I did a movie back in my acting days yeah. when I was trying. Mm-hmm. And I saw him coming down the stairs. And as I was a broken person, like he knew that I did music back in that time, but right. I just didn't really talk about it. And I didn't want to talk about it when I saw him. Mm. So I tried to like dip out and duck away and not let him yeah. see me. And then he stopped me and he goes, don't you sing? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I sing. And he's like, well, what kind of music do you sing? And I was like, well, I sing country music. And I was scared to even say wow. that at that time mm-hmm. because there wasn't a female African-American yeah. country singer at that time. It was me. Yeah, that's it. And I didn't think that anybody would ever take me seriously, let alone a hip-hop DJ have any kind of connection to right. somebody in Nashville. And right. he did. Wow. And that's how it started. I know it's like a roundabout way. So there's heartbreak. There's there's yeah. school. There's moving to L.A. There's heartbreak. There's double jobs. There's nothing's happening for me. I'm ready to move back. And then there was my breakthrough. And then it's like showing up to something that you didn't want to show up for. No. no. And he was like, hold on. Yeah. It's I tried destiny. to hide. I tried to yeah. duck out and I tried to yeah. hide. And he stopped me. Like got you off said, the phone. Yeah. that's destiny, dude. It's true. It's so true. So this DJ took you under his wing yeah. and was like you are gonna sing yeah and he introduced me to a man named julian raymond who mm-hmm. produced glenn campbell and julian raymond 
I inter- I got introduced to him, who also was managed by my manager, Gary Borman, who managed Lady Annabellum, managed Faith Hill, wow. Keith Urban, Dwight Yoakam, yes. Allison Krauss. And then that was my journey. Wow. And then to it Nashville. began. And then it began. And this then it begins. A, this is a journey, girl. Yeah, it's a journey. It is a freaking marathon. Yeah. It is. That's the <laughs> truest thing I think you could ever say. It's it true. is a marathon. It is. And it, you're probably still running it. I am freaking running yeah. it with freaking weights. And it's it's so hard because when it's your destiny and you want to quit, there's been mm-hmm. so many times that I want to quit yeah. and you just can't. You hit this wall. You hit a wall. I've hit thousands of walls. Mm-hmm. I have had many conversations with God. I may or may not have cussed him out a couple of times. <laughs> and and now I'm here. But yeah. it is a journey. It's a marathon. And it is sacrificing. Yes. It's so hard. Sometimes you're wondering if it's ever worth it because you're missing out on your family mm-hmm. and they're getting older and life is like mm-hmm. that. That's hitting me right now. Oh. It's so true. It's so crazy. But it's your it's your life, right? It's it your is destiny. Your life. So you feel like you have to do this. Yeah. You right? have to. I you absolutely have you to have do this. You have to. Because not only am I doing this for me, but I'm doing this because it's so important to bridge a gap mm-hmm. between genres that just shouldn't yes. be there. Okay. And and that's been a huge responsibility. Yes. It's been painful. Mm-hmm. There's been things said to me, said about me that have been hurtful. Yeah. But I know that there's a little girl out there right now mm-hmm. who's five or six that sees someone that looks like her. Yes. That is giving her the ability or someone that doesn't necessarily look like her. Chills. But that's yeah. that's representative. Like representation truly, yeah. truly matters. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I stay on this marathon. And you give them hope yeah. and faith. Yeah. Because now they're saying, I can do this because Nikki yes. can do this. Exactly. Exactly. Ugh, that's everything. That's what the girl we got. This is girl, all about. We girl. got this. Is we what got it's about. all this. It really is. It truly is. It truly, truly is. So now you are a black woman yeah. in country music. Mm-hmm. So this fear, this kind of guilt or shame you had even stating, yeah. I'm a country singer. Yeah. Now you're owning this. Sh-. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying I'm a country sh- singer. Yeah. So uh-huh. now you're in Nashville. What are you feeling? Now I'm in Nashville. I'm a deer in headlights. Mm. Um, I get immersed into this beautiful town with some of the most beautiful, amazing musicians yeah. and people that I've ever experienced in my life and made lifelong friendships. Mm. But a lot of times we're all guilty of this mm-hmm. as people. We don't ever want to take responsibility for ourselves yes. and our positions and why we are where we are. And so I get here to Nashville and I'm a deer in headlights. I'm green and I'm just trusting everybody around me. And they're just basically running my career for me. You have no idea what's going on because they're doing it. They're doing it. And I and I allowed it. I gave them permission right. to run my career. And I was so sure and so certain of who I was when I first moved in that town. And after five years of that, I lost who I was. Wow. And a lot of times... As amazing as these people were, I was getting the obstacles that I was dealing with were just that much greater. Mm. Not only am I an African-American singing country music, I'm an African-American woman Mm -hmm. singing country music. Mm -hmm. And if you look it up, it's really hard. It's been really hard historically for women over the last like 10, 12, 15 years. And you can see it in the charts. And I'm a double whammy for you. Mm -hmm. And... A you lot of times, against the wall. Did you feel my, like that? I, I did. Yeah. I did. I felt like I was. I was in a cage, 
to be honest. I knew mm. they loved me. I know they loved me. My label, I have the best label in the world that wanted and wants nothing but the best of me. And they were trying to protect me. And because they were trying to protect me, oh, we've got to make sure this is extra country. Oh, you've got to sing it like this because people are going to say, oh, here's a failed pop singer. Uh. Here's a failed N-word, which I've seen mm. Um, mm, trying mm, to mm. sing country music. And they were trying to save me from that. And How did that make you feel? You know, a lot of times I was so... I was in survival mode right. that I didn't even really realize what was happening to, to me until later, until I had to think about it, until I took back my power after yes. I went through so much and I was at, you know, my very bottom, the worst. I was the worst time of my mm-hmm. life. And that's when I was able to pick myself up yes. and reclaim my time. Like yeah. Maxine Waters mm-hmm. No, it's true. And I, I mean, it, it was just crazy. Like the things that were being said to me mm-hmm. that were so not okay yeah. but i made them okay you probably didn't like even acknowledge it you probably were just like whatever yeah like you were probably really focused i was just like i just want this to yeah. work i'm here i'm yeah. yes i'm your yes man whatever right. i have to do to make yes. this happen and at a certain point like we all have an inner voice and we all know exactly mm-hmm. who we are we all do. But we hide sometimes. We hide and we're scared and we're scared of failure. And that's why we would rather blame it on somebody else yeah. than to put ourselves out there. Like we all know who we are. A hundred percent. Like our inner voice. Nobody knows it's better than ourselves. And I, there are so many meetings where I just let them take it over. Mm. I let the record label. And as women, we're taught to respect our elders yes. and be submissive yep. and be kind. And, and just because you're assertive and you know what you want doesn't make you a, a bitch, bitch yeah. a diva, <laughs> Period. Yep. controlling. Mm-hmm. You're just saying how you feel. You know what you want. Exactly. I think that's a great thing. Exactly. You know what you want. Let me, let me tell you one thing. Every man, do you think they ever question no. anything when no. they say anything? Mm-mm. No. I got questioned by so much and and I lost myself mm. for I had so much great success happening. I was you know, I was the number one most added debut country act yes. in country music history. Congrats, girl. I had such a I was on an amazing major tour with Brad Paisley. I got to do so many things, but within that I was surviving and I didn't mm. know what was happening in my life. I didn't feel like an artist. I didn't feel like I had a career because I was letting everybody else run it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You can be such a successful person on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this shell that yeah. we appear that we're so good, but yeah. on the inside we're falling apart. Absolutely. That Isn't was that, that was my that was my story. I was falling apart on tour. Yeah. It was such a hard time for me. And and time it happens like that. Girl, and time I, doesn't wait for anybody. It doesn't either. wait for anybody. Mm-hmm. So I I'm just surviving. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep my mental health okay. And and the world around me was crashing wow. before me. And it was really, really, really hard. Wow. It was really and, hard. And I, I read something where you said, you know, I was pleasing everybody else except myself. That's exactly what I was doing. When did you realize that? I knew it the whole time. Yeah. I knew it the whole time, but I was too scared mm. to open my mouth. I was Why? too scared. What because were you scared of? I was scared of the pushback. I was scared that I didn't know who I was because I didn't know who I was. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was. Right. So instead of saying anything, I just, I was, I was still. Were you scared to look in, inwards? And like to look. Absolutely. Like, I was scared to look inwards. I just had to do this this last year. Oh, I did too. Yeah. And I was like a mess. Yeah. It's crazy. It's scary. It's, right. It's really, really terrifying. And that's what I said. You can blame everybody else. Yeah. 
for failing, but mm-hmm. when it, but it's, it's up to you. Right. And I went to therapy. Yep, girl. I'm an advocate. To I'm an advocate therapy. to therapy. therapy. Therapy changed my life. Girl, preach. And, um, I went for about a year mm-hmm. and I had been writing, I've been writing for seven years and there were songs amazing. that I'm recording and cutting for this new project that I have coming out that I wrote back then that I always knew were important, Yeah, but I was just too scared to open mm. my mouth. And then when I finally opened my mouth, then everybody came to the table and they're like, thank God, this is what we were in, we've been waiting for, but I didn't know that. So I have to How? take responsibility for that. How crazy is that? It's crazy. It is the crazy. The only person that was stopping you was me. Yes. Absolutely. And it's true. You are your own competition. You're your own competition. Yeah. You are your wow, CEO. Mickey. It's true. It's, I can't even tell you. Um, so I had been putting together all this music and I wasn't getting responses from my team or my label. And there's just too many chefs in my mm-hmm. kitchen. And I had a meeting with um, the president of UMG. Her name is Cindy Mabe amazing woman mm-hmm. i mean the people over at nashville like look i can I talk Nash. about all this all day but i have really really amazing people in my life just fyi yeah and i sat with her and i was just like i really want you to be a part of this project i want you to be all hands in mm. on this project and she said okay but we need to have a meeting with mike dungan who's the the chairman of umg and he's like the big big yeah. big guy yeah you know and I remember sitting in this meeting. I was terrified, terrified. And this is after seven years of pushback and, mm-hmm. and you know, friction because yes. we just didn't understand each other. And the reality of it is I understood myself and I didn't know how to stand up for myself. But we're sitting in this meeting and I play him some songs. And I remember him being quiet and listening and... He was like, well, you know, there's pop. There's no room for pop in country radio. And I said, Mike, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Mm. Um, As an African-American woman, you can never say those words to me ever again. Mm. And he said, okay. And that was the biggest sigh of relief because, like, I, I took my power back in a respectful way. I wasn't yelling. I was yes. like, what the fuck? Right. Blah, blah, blah. right. Going wild. You know, dramatic. You know, no I drama. wasn't like that. It was literally the calmest conversation. I said, I know my audience. I'm singing for women. I'm singing for young men. I'm mm-hmm. singing for young women. You are not my audience. Yes. I respect you with all due respect, but you are not who I'm making music for. Mm-hmm. And you've got to trust me. And he did. Wow. I'm and so proud of you. It was girl, I'm so proud of you, Mickey, because I, that's what it, it that's what it takes. Yeah. That's what it takes. And let me tell you, I went home and I slept for three days. Wow. It was like, and on the third day she <laughs> rose again. No, but I went home and I slept for three days because I was such ang- anxiety building up yeah. to that point. And yeah. as soon as I released released it. that, mm-hmm. my body was like, you can rest. Yeah. And I did. And you needed it. And then the third day I woke up and I was like, let's do this. And wow. I haven't looked back. And she rose. Yeah. And she, is rose a word? She rise? She, she rose. And again. I rose again. Girl. I rise again. That yeah. is incredible. It's true. That is so beautiful because a lot of women, I feel like when they fall, it's hard for them to get back up. Mm-hmm. Because we fear ourselves. We fear opening our mouths. We right? do. Because we're, we, we're scared. Yeah. We've been taught to feel that way. And it's sad. We've been taught to respect our elders. But when you're in mm-hmm. adulthood, 
I get it when you're a little kid. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. But as you are an adult and you are paying taxes Girl, and please. you are paying bills <laughs> yes. and you are trying to start your life, yes. no matter how old, there's always... You always need to respect people no mm-hmm. matter what, no matter who they are, what color they are, no matter what, what age they are. But your life is just as important and your career is just as important as theirs. Mm-hmm. And they had to do that themselves was step up to the plate and stand up for themselves. And you have to do that. Yeah. And you did that. I did that. So I wish I, I did that. You. I wish I did that sooner. It took me a long time. But that is something that I just want to encourage everybody to do yes. is stand in your truth mm-hmm. and whatever position you take stand on it but before you stand on it make sure that that's really who you are yes. you know don't always just fire off at the yeah. mouth but really know what it is that you want to say and make sure that that's mm-hmm. right because you don't want to ruin relationships no. either and i think it's all looking in yeah. inwards first mm-hmm. and having a sane mind because yeah. we're, we're emotional we <sighs> Girl, Especially I'm emotional. Time of the month. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even get a time. Mine is always before that time of the month. Oh, like a couple God. days before, I'm like emotional wreck. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I know I'm mm-hmm. getting my period, 100. Yep. percent So it's really. I read a quote the other day, and it said that person that can control their emotions, yeah, has reached the highest power. Yeah, it's so true. It's so real. It's so so true. And maybe that's why I was slow to moving, because. I needed to be absolutely certain that mm-hmm. this was the right thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. And when I was, it worked for yeah. me. And I'll never forget this because when I first started, there was this lovely man named Daryl Brown who produces Leanne Rhymes. Mm. I was writing with him, and this was one of the biggest things that I will never – it always stuck with me when he said it. I didn't understand it, but when I understood it, it was just like it resonated, and it still resonates with me today. Mm-hmm. And I hope it resonates to everybody that's listening. Is he said – that you are the CEO of your company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? Right. And in my capacity as a musician, he said, you need to tell your producers how to produce, your writers how to write, mm. your manager how to manage, your A&R how to A&R, the president of the label how to be the president of wow. what you're doing, right. your business manager how to business manage. And basically he was saying, you need to be in charge of all of your ship. I love that. And know exactly what is happening and why it's happening. And that's your it's that's your life. You only get true. one. So take control of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And run sh- Yep. Every exactly. piece of it. Because Every that's piece of your it. that's your business. Exactly. And as an artist, I feel like that's so powerful because you know, as creatives, you know, you're a writer, you're a singer, yeah. like you're all over the place. You're creative. Oh my God, crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So how hard is it to stay on top of all these other humans too, yeah. right? On, but you have to do you it. You do. And whatever that w- is, like whether it is, I have, luckily I have amazing management mm-hmm. who always is giving me updates, but yeah. I'm, I always have to, I have a journal, I have um, a planner yes. and to check up on this and make sure mm-hmm. this is happening. Because a lot of times before I truly understood what this meant. I was just, you know, flying by the seat of my pants, letting, oh, whatever, they're going to take care of it. They've got it. They said they got it. No, they don't always got it. No. And And they aren't, they're not the best salesmen for you. You are. You sell yourself more than anybody and you're better than anybody. So, right. So now you're owning your authenticity as a woman. Absolutely. As an African American woman in country music right now, I'm obsessed with your latest single, (laughs) sisters. I send it to all my sisters. I can't wait for you to hear, see the music video. Oh, is it done? It is done. Well, they're doing the like the color treatment and stuff, but. When is it dropping? I don't know yet. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. But as soon as I. But. 
what was so important about this video it mm-hmm. was it, that it, it truly came from me yes it came from me it came from my girlfriend who's actually my sister she's not yeah. my sister but she's my sister yes. Chelsea this beautiful woman from Atlanta and we really wanted to show representation mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And so all these women are my friends. I have a queen in there. Ooh, Her name is Venus Knight. Beautiful. And she's an amazing human being. Yeah. And what she does outside of that, being a behavioral specialist and taking in homeless teens, that's wow. what Venus Knight does. Then I have my girlfriend, um, Julia, who's this beautiful African like we're all represented in this yes. video. And that was something that was so important to me yes. because again, I'm representing for a lot of women mm-hmm. and I want women to see that video yes. and be like, I can do that. She yep. looks like me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that girl looks like me. I had everything. It's going to be video. so powerful. Yeah, it is. Oh, it really is. this is going to be nice. I mean, the song alone. Hold on, guys, because I have to read you some of the lyrics. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed, like literally obsessed. There's a it's part true. where there's so many parts. I mean, my favorite part is I'm going to pour you some rosé while please, you're looking at Thank that. you very much. Mm-hmm. There's a part where it says something about shotgun. I'll be right. I mean, my family, my brothers and sisters used to fight over shotgun. Oh, fighting for Girl. it. Shotgun. Loki still do something. I mean, moment, straight up. Like, if you didn't get the front seat, we were mad at each it other for thing. the rest of the day. And I was listening to the song and I was like, wow, this is so real. So I'm going to read a couple lyrics and you tell me what it means to you because okay. I was just like, whoa, this is okay. it's too real. Okay. I know it's hard being strong. And not getting lost in a man's world. It's going to try to break you down, but you've got to not give a damn, girl. Yeah, it makes you jaded. Yeah, it makes you tough. When it knocks us down, we got to pick each other up. Yes. This is the hook now. This is so powerful. So that right there was literally me singing to every woman that has kind of been in my life. Mm -hmm. Whether it's growing up with my actual sisters whether it was living in LA and facing all of the struggle that is here in yes. this town mm-hmm. and and being in a world where everybody is the most beautiful people that you've ever seen yeah. and you've you're immersed in that and you're trying to feel like you're enough. Yeah. And that was for them. Mm-hmm. And that was also for my for the women in country music as we're all struggling trying to sit at the table mm. with the good old boys of Nashville. Yeah. It's a combination of all of that. There's been so many times and therefore we're forced to compete with yeah. each other. Cause there's only so many seats for us. Exactly. And, and I'm a victim. I'm a, I'm guilty of yeah. it. We all have been I'm there, not done perfect. That. I've yeah. talked so much. Mm-hmm. I'm, we, I'm not perfect. No. And that's not what are. I want anybody. But it's called growth and it evolution. Is. Exactly. It's called growth. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm admitting that mm-hmm. because I don't want people to think that, oh, I'm just this yeah. sweet person. No, I deal with the same struggles. I'm yeah. just even singing to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm singing where you have a whole bunch of not so good looking men yeah. telling you what's beautiful. Right. And you're like, huh? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Say what? Yeah. Don't I don't even... understand. That's such yeah. a weird concept. It to is. Me. And then we're forced to alter ourselves and mm-hmm. eat water so that we can stay skinny. Look and this way. Look this way. Like let me this. get. Let me get my hair weave yeah. right. Let me oh. get my boobies a little. You know bigger. what I let mean? Me do, yeah. All of those things. Uh-huh. Thank God, like the boob thing is because I'm, I'm so free. Girl, I don't need more bra. I'm, I'm I don't either. That is not my thing. No, like the underwear, like no, bras are not a thing for Mm-mm. me. Like it's not. I threw away all my push-up bras, like <laughs> yes. along those bombshell bras from the Victoria's Victoria Secret. Secret. Oh my god, that was my shirt. 
shit in college, though. All the time. In and the bathing suit because yes. I felt, I know I'm just like, you know what? I have little boobs and yeah. I am proud of that. And I'm embracing it. I'm embracing it. I am free. Dude, this is freedom girl, right here. I also learned that we can wear a lot of shit that other women can't. Like, can't. And they I didn't ever understand that. Until now. Until now. Thanks, little boobies. Because you know what? I feel like the world and society is so much more woke now. Yeah. It is. It it's is. slowly, yeah. but surely happening. Exactly. And it's so refreshing to be in it. And yeah. it's refreshing to meet people like you that's helping this change. Oh, my gosh. It's it's literally like, thank you for making this change. Oh, my gosh. You too. Honestly, because like... It's this, driving me. Look, everybody listening, they need to take your Apple Podcasts, not Apple Podcasts, iTunes or Spotify. Yes. And literally look up Mickey Guy and Sisters. Please do. You will listen to it over and it's over a, it's and truly, over. It's sister anthem. It's a special song it is i send it to all my best friends all my sisters and my mom because my mom is like my sister <sighs> and it literally is like yo i f-ing hate you sometimes but i still love you no matter what because you know every piece of me yes literally and- your sisterhood yes your sisters whether you're related mm-hmm. or not because some of your family isn't always chosen right that is one of, in my personal opinion one of the most intimate relationships yes. that you can ever have right i can't tell you how many times mm. It's just been me and my girls. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we get in relationships and we, we move forward. But those moments when you are completely broken yes. down, when I was in a horrible breakup mm-hmm. and my girlfriends all drove all the way from to the valley when mm-hmm. I was living out there and sat with me as yeah. I was just completely distraught. Like those are the relationships. And yeah. that was what I wanted to sing about. Yeah. That's who I wanted to sing to. Because and that's what those real. songs are. Yeah. It's so real. It is. It literally, one of the lyrics in uh, Mickey's song is, um, your ex, I, you're the one I text when I uh, run you're into my, my you're ex. You're my where you at text when yeah. I run into your ex. That yeah. legitimately happened. Yes. So I'll tell, you this, I'll tell you the story about that. I was um, at Rock and Riley's for the um, whatever, when it's like, what, the leprechauns. What is, there, what is that uh, called? St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's yes, Day. Oh, Patrick's my God. Rosé is already getting day. to me. <laughs> so for St. Patty's Day, I was over at Rockin' Riley's, and one of my girlfriends in Nashville had this boyfriend that she was dating that was so condescending Ugh. and mean. Ew. And and he would be like, oh, he was just, if you if he didn't think you had money, mm. he would just look at you like, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Ew. He was like that. He was that kind of a person. Yeah, a douchebag. Or if got he didn't it. think you had status. Oh, you, you're uh-huh. completely beneath me. You're the wow. help. You just go and sit over there in your corner. Mm. And so I was at this Rock and Riley's block party, and I was in the VIP section <laughs> because I know people. <laughs> and I'm sitting here hanging out with, you know, uh-huh. the who's who's. And I'm just having a great time. And all of a sudden, I look over, and I see my girlfriend's ex <laughs> Standing by the entrance trying to get in. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, well, well, well. <laughs> now the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like texting my girlfriend, like, girl, where you at? Because I see him. Yes. And that's what you happen. It's when you so see true. your ex and you see your girlfriend's ex, you're like, oh, girl. girl. You know, like those are real. That shit happens. It happens. Oh, my gosh. One time the other day I was in the club and I was like, shit. <laughs> this guy I'm kind of talking to and my ex they're both here. Mm. But then there's a guy that I was with sitting at the table. So I was oh, like, God. what am I going to do? She How was about like, cheers to you girl, for living cheers. your best life? Oh, girl, I'm single. <laughs> I can do whatever right now. Yes, you absolutely can. It is a little can. messy some days. But it is not messy. That is uh, life. I was like, oh, obviously he came over because the men like to piss on their mm-hmm, territory. And mm-hmm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I can't. I really can't. Yeah. 
That's hilarious. So when you said that in the song, I was like, "Yep, damn, Mickey, you get me. Oh, girl, you get us. We, I, it's everything in that song was exactly mm. how, in my personal opinion, a, a sisterhood, a friendship yeah. is. It is. I mean, it is. I always say to women too, because I talked a lot of, about women on the podcast, yeah. and they, I always say, "But did you always love women growing up?" And I was like. I was a tomboy growing up. I played, I played sports. So I was like, so did oh, women not boys. like you? Yeah. And then I was pretty. So it was like this thing where they assumed I was a bitch or this or they I hated you. It was, yeah. And all the guys but wanted I'm not a you. Bitch. Yeah. Like, so I don't want them. I didn't, but I hung out with the guys because they were nice to me. And I yeah. was like, imagine if we were like all sisters, sisters growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. Did you have that like experience growing up or were you always close with girls growing up? I was always close with girls. Oh, that's special. I'm, I love that. I'm just a, I, I don't know. It's just something about that's women special. that I'm just drawn to. Girl, I love that. But my sister mm-hmm. is like you. Right. Where she, she loves guys. Yeah. Like guys are like her. See, but I don't anymore. <laughs> when I was younger. Yeah. It wasn't until I just turned like 25. Uh-huh. I was like... Women are the best the things best, on planet Earth. The best. And without my sisters, as a 31-year-old woman now, I'm like... I, you can't... What, what's life? What is life right now? All I want to do is be with my sisters. Yes. I don't even want to go on a date. No. I want to be with my girlfriends. Go and sit here All the time. Rose. That's why I'm here with Mickey right yes. now. And this is where... There's nowhere else I'd rather be. I get I'm, sisters. <laughs> I, that's why I was like, I'm going to bring her true. some Rose. Yeah. <laughs> there's nowhere else I'd rather be. So I experience... It's true. Not we having, get each other. Yeah. Nobody else does. No. No man ever will. They can't. Ever. There's a couple, like you know, maybe. There's a couple. There's some I've, special I've some ones. Clean ones that get me. There's some special <laughs> ones, but like we don't, we get each yeah, other. Yeah, like, we do. We period. truly do. End of story. We truly, truly do. So I got to talk about your marriage, yes. Because you know we're talking about heartbreak. Oh, right. Oh. We're talking about heartbreak. We have mm-hmm. this beautiful ring on our finger. I saw the beautiful pose. It made me oh. get all the feels. It he was is, so special. He is a special human. How did you meet him? So he is my best friend's stepbrother. Wow. And I met him when I first moved to L.A. out of high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever think anything of it. I didn't think, oh, there is my husband. Mm-hmm. Never. And it wasn't until I was 27 did we get back together and, like, actually date. Connect. I didn't. I just didn't even yeah. see him in that As light. That. He was this stoner hippie yeah. with, like, really long hair. Mm-hmm. And I was into, like, straight lace, you yeah. know. Like normal guys, yeah. I guess. He was he's anything but that. He calls wow. himself a pterodactyl. And he is. I love that. He is. He is something else, but he came into my life after my heartbreak and mm-hmm. showed me everything that I didn't think that I deserved. Wow. And we are not perfect. Yeah. He drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. We have been in some of the biggest blowouts. I have I'm sure you've seen me at Barney's. I'm sure I'm sure y'all have seen me down, you know, Barney's Beanery fighting with him a couple of times. But he is truly the most amazing person. I'm Mm. so lucky that I have someone that I can go through hell with. Yeah. Because Mm. for me, I remember like when I grew up as a little girl, we watched Cinderella and Snow White and Little Mermaid, and mm-hmm. I had a huge crush on Eric. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't wait! I'm going to meet this yeah. man. I'm going to ride on happily into Prince. the sunset. And marriage is just not that. Yeah. And a lot of times you see these major posts. That's why I don't post about them a lot mm-hmm. on Instagram mm-hmm. because love is so hard to find. Yeah, it is in a time, and it's sacred. 
it it is, and that's like the one thing I have, mm-hmm. and I don't want anybody to mess with that. I don't even blame. And you if for he's that. creeping, I don't need to be embarrassed yeah. about it. I'm just saying, <laughs> and and it's just, I just am so grateful, and 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 it's just hard. Like love is such a hard yeah. thing to find, and I feel like for me, it's irresponsible mm-hmm. to show only the good, right? Because nine times out of ten, it's not right. And he was part of my therapy. We went to mm-hmm. emotional therapy, and that's why we are in the space that we are in. That's beautiful. Is because we truly worked on it. Because yeah. we, I didn't think we were going to make it there mm. for a minute, and and we both went in there really trying to work on our relationship. And was it hard to get him there? No, that's it. Refreshing. Actually, wasn't. It wasn't at all. I remember. It was like on a November. It was in November, like two years ago yeah. and I was like if we don't go to therapy we're not going to make it because mm. we just we just couldn't it was clash t- we couldn't we clashing. couldn't yeah we, happens. we were clashing and once we did that I learned to love this person and I understood the reasons why he how he communicates right. and he understands how I communicate but I'm really really lucky yeah. I am it's beautiful I am it's been it's been a road a long journey when we first got together, we didn't have any kind of money. We mm. were so poor. Mm-hmm. And we have just started from the bottom. Now we're here. Hey, <laughs> started from the bottom. Now the whole team. Okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, but you grow together. We do. And this is the funny thing. Like, I've heard these kind of conversations. I think I probably had these conversations Mm -hmm. when I was little. It's like, oh, he better get me this type of ring. Oh, he better do this. Oh, Mm -hmm. my man needs to have this. Mm -hmm. I've got this whole list of things that I I need him to have. And then I met Grant, and he wasn't on this list at all. (laughs) He wasn't on the list at all. Any piece. Any piece of it. Wow. He wasn't. He was so out of the box for me. But the bottom line is, just like find someone that really gives a shit about you, mm-hmm. truly and genuinely. And then if and if he does decide that he wants to go and get you whatever ring, you accept that, yeah. Because there's something beautiful about a man deciding that he is going to commit to you and take yes. care of you for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. and want to commit to that. Yeah, that's and, beautiful. And and that's like an honor when I hear people saying, "Oh, he better have this. He better have this." I'm like, "Well, what are you doing?" That's what I. What say. is your co- What is your contribution here? I always say, "Do you have those though? Like, yeah. do you have that list?" Exactly. And nine times out of ten, they don't. No. So I don't get it. I don't, it's just like find someone that like that really just cares about you. Yeah. And my love language is commitment. My mm-hmm. love language is having my back, Mike, and staying and sticking yeah. around. Yeah, I have fear of abandonment. Mm, okay. And to to find it's so much easier to love someone when things are good mm-hmm. than when it's bad. Right. And if you can find someone that will love you when it's bad, you stick with that freaking person. Hell yeah. And nobody's perfect. That's that rider. There is no relationship that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look at somebody else's relationship on Instagram and it's going to look like the most beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. And oh, well, they have this. Oh, they did this. Oh, they bought that. Oh, they have this. It's bullshit. It's 100% bullshit. It's all bullshit. And they're done that. And I they, already know the truth. You know, it's yeah, just like, are you overcompensating for yeah. something? Yeah. You know what? It's, it's like this false reality. Yeah. And it's this false idea of marriage and that mm-hmm. and we're always happy and we're always in the dopest gear. We're, we're traveling mm-hmm. the world together happy. There's nothing ever wrong. No, it's no. not real life. No, it's not. It's not. And I think the beautiful journey is the highs and lows, right? It's like mountains and um, valleys and peaks. It is. Right? Let me tell you, my husband and I, we went to, in therapy, 
we thought we were, well, I thought we were really bad. He didn't. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and we walked in there, you know, thinking our problems were like this big, yeah. like just really small. Right. And then in the scheme of things, they were so big. Mm. And it had nothing to do with me and it had nothing to do with him it was our pasts ah. and we did this thing called emotional therapy mm-hmm. and they believe that every interaction that you have with someone is emotionally based and you're carrying this baggage and there's certain things that have happened into your life in your life that have made you yeah. you like have it you know yeah we 100%. all have it there's some there's some things that someone could say totally. that'll tick you off and yep. you don't even understand it's why it's a trigger yeah yes. we all have these triggers and they taught us how to work through that and wow man Girl. i suggest everybody everybody if you're in a relationship or not go to some emotional and therapy it'll change your it. life and I go and say. yelp and get a, a an intern yeah because it's like 45 dollars an hour wow. and that's what we did yeah. her name is shira hey what up thank you very much you know yeah and it helps it really truly truly does help wow self-care is such an important thing and especially in love and life and i think as a creative woman as an artist you need that support you need that person that's gonna have your back because like you you said you had a writer's block for years for years oh my god i didn't how did you feel when you were dealing with writer's block like did he have your back through this because i was like as an artist to have writer's block like that i was like it was for years damn mickey it was for years yeah i i would go in writing sessions i got nothing guys Mm. i have nothing and that's not common and it is common it is common but for you was that common For me, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I just thought I was just giving up, but mm. I just literally had a writer's block. Right. And I didn't know what I wanted to say. Right. I didn't know who was going to even want to listen because I was just, just in such a low point in my life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until therapy that the floodgates were open. Wow. And not only did I learn to love my husband, I learned how to love myself mm. and I learned to accept myself. Yes. And don't get me wrong. I'm still messed up. I still, I'm so critical of myself in yeah. the worst way. Yeah. But I learned to love that part of who I am. And being okay with and it. And being okay. And then it was, and then it enabled me to write these songs. It yeah. enabled me to write Sister. It enabled me to write my song, Rosé. Yeah. It enabled me to write all of these. Dope ass, powerful, cool yeah, songs. Yeah, exactly. That we're bumping in the car every day. Yes. Like yes. you had to go through those lows. You do. To create this masterpiece. It's the process. It's about the process. Yeah. And thank God I have an amazing record label that Mm -hmm. sticks with me through that artist development really is a thing a lot of times labels sign artists and they throw you on the wall right see if it sticks if not there's just like bah Mm. and mike dungan and cindy mabe over at umg have been very kind and loving and believing in their acts that they're signing and it will truly pay off that's so incredible dude i'm just glad you kept going because i know it wasn't easy it wasn't easy there were so many days I literally wanted to stop. I know, and and it would all and it happened a lot during around like Christmas time or whenever I would really see, or any time that I would see my parents because they're just getting older, mm. and you can see that change in them. Yeah, and and that's such a hard yeah lesson. Like I don't like it. It makes you reflect. And it makes yeah, you, it makes you second guess things. Exactly. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like seeing that. And then it makes me think, well, I need to be around. I'm missing out mm-hmm. on everything for this dream. Right. I'm missing out on all of it. And my, but my parents wouldn't have it any other way. Right. 
And they're probably your number one fans. Absolutely. 100%. And, and I owe it. I have to do this. I, I, I don't really have a choice. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And it's so beautiful that you have the support system. Yeah. I think having a support, your sisters, your yeah. husband, your family. Absolutely. It gives you this freedom to just be like, I can do this. Yeah. I, I can, can do, do this. I can do it. You know, that's something to be grateful for because some people don't have that. Mm-mm. You know, and I always say that, like, I have a big family, so I'm grateful for that. But I think of people that don't have that support. Yeah. You know, and that's when sisters come in. That's exactly. when friendships come in. That's when you need that. There's been times I do do have the support, but maybe yeah. I didn't need my family support. Mm-hmm. I needed a more confidential yeah. 100%. support. Mom and I can't know everything. They can't know everything. No, Mom and Dad, sorry. They cannot know, know. everything. They Mom can't. and Dad, as much as they love us, they <laughs> just need to, they just, you know, they can't be there for that. But um, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you said. That's where sisterhood comes into play. 100%. And that's what's so important about this song. And your message as well, like that's what you're pushing. Yeah. It's true women empowerment. Yeah, because we got this and we need to hear each other because we're so timid and shy and we feel like this guilt or this humiliation about sharing our truths. Yeah. No. And that goes within relationships with your sisters as well. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I've learned over the years as well is confrontation. Yeah. Women, we don't deal well with Mm -hmm. confrontation at all. At all. It's either we are holding it in or we will let it out and we will not talk to you for 10 years. Yep. Uh, and that grudge will stick. And it will stick. And that is something that's also really important in my song, Sister, yes. is when I said, um, yeah, we may fight or cuss mm-hmm. each other out, yep. but it doesn't matter because we know that's what it's all about. Yes. And That's me and my sister, literally. You, you know, but and that's one thing that I've learned is like, even when you're fighting with your sister, mm-hmm. It's like literally both sides just want to be heard. Yeah. And there'd be a common ground. And yeah. once that's done. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Because guess what? You do that with your boyfriend. Yeah, right? You do that with your damn man that you, you broke do. up with. So why can't you fight with yeah. your friend? And yeah. love each other and move forward. And get over it. Exactly. I always say that. Love your sister like you love that man that broke your heart 10 Girl, times. preach. Cheers. Right? Love her like Cheers. that. It's exactly. the truth. It is so true. Yeah. We have to do that. Because imagine how powerful we would be if we all stuck together and amidst mm-hmm. the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Men don't care about that shit. Men, no. men are like the bros of the bros no matter what. Yeah, they'll punch each other in the face yeah, and they'll and get go over have it. lunch afterwards. Yeah, everything's yeah. cool. And we're like, oh my God, I'm not talking to her because she Ever. looked at me wrong. Oh my God, did you see what she wrote on Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, what is wrong yeah. with us? How do we turn that yeah. around? That's a g- real question. You know what? I think it's growth. I think it's women coming together and creating a safe space because yeah. we don't feel safe. No. In a lot of spaces, we have to feel safe mm-hmm. and we have to be able to have a voice. Exactly. And I think when we feel safe, our voice is heard and we feel like we're heard. Yeah. She can change, dude. Exactly. A hundred percent. And pff, your song, Mickey, is going to be like, I feel like the basis of so much yes. sisterhood and change. It's a thing. It's imp- It's so important. Oh. It's really, truly important. It's an important message that I needed to. Yeah. To sing about. Yeah. And, I'm and so glad you did. That. Thank you so much. So as an African-American woman in country music. Yeah. Right now in 2019, how do you feel? You know, do you feel empowered? I feel very empowered. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gone through a huge transition in 2019 where I took my time back, Mm -hmm. like I was saying. And I had this really interesting conversation. My husband's a lawyer Mm -hmm. and he is very, very intelligent. And normally we don't tell each other what to do with their careers. I don't tell him how to be a lawyer. He doesn't tell me how to be a singer. 
But one night, um, we were having dinner at some restaurant in downtown LA. And I sat there and I said, I really want to hear your opinion about how do I further this narrative? Mm-hmm. Because I've been singing about my truth and all of that. And he goes, he said, you, in my personal opinion, have been made to feel that you've needed to run away from everything that makes you different. Mm. And I was, I wanted everybody to love me because I can sing. Yeah. Not because I'm an African American woman mm-hmm. that can sing country music, mm-hmm. but that just love me for me. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, is I can't hide who I no. am. I am. That's who you are. I'm in plain sight. I can't color my skin. No. I can't change this skin a thing. Is beautiful. This is, you know, <laughs> yes, this, this, this is, is a black girl magic in its yep. finest. I can't yes. do anything with no. it. And we wouldn't want you to. Exactly. And 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 when he said that, he said, you need to run towards everything that makes you different. Mm. And that resonated with me so much. Yeah. And that gave me so much power and made me realize that is what I need to do. So yeah. how do I feel right now in 2019? Yes. I feel extremely powerful because I know what I want to say. I know what I stand for. Yes. I know that this is such an important message and that there are women out there just like me yeah. or not just like me that I'm representing. Yes. And I take that responsibility very seriously. Thank and you. And I'm, I'm, I'm paving a way and I'm trying to do and you're doing it. I'm trying, and I'm You're trying, and there's it. more things that I'm trying to do to to make it better. I'm on yeah. the ACM Diversity Task Force, That's where amazing. we're trying to diversify the ACMs. Yeah. And, and I really am trying to use that voice. And that's something that I never did before. And I'm I'm doing it so much more. And it's just so powerful right now. I feel so... I'm so just, proud of you. You guys, <laughs> it's been so a much. journey. Yeah, and look where you are now. It, it really and I can appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I can I can relate to the lows. I can relate to being in bed and depressed and sad yeah. and anxious. And but you come out of that. You and do. There's light at the end of the tunnel. We there's just don't see it at that time. Absolutely. And I just like one one particular moment for me that was really hard being an African American woman singing country music was being called the N word at a mm. show. Mm. And at a show. At a at a major show. Like to yeah. your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you do? I just said, God bless you. Mm, you took the high road, baby. And it was really, really hard. Yeah. And nobody else in that line stood up for me. Wow. Um, but it just goes to show you that dark, like Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. says, darkness does not drive out darkness. Only mm. light can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that resonated with me because I wasn't strong back then like mm. I thought I was. But now that kind of experience brought here today in 2019 is giving me that much more ammunition mm-hmm. as I go in there and fight the good fight. Wow. You don't feel alone anymore. I don't feel alone. And, and ridicule me. Yeah. What, what do you have to say? What's next? Say, what, what do you have to say? Wow. I got to sing at the ACMs and this person said that. <sighs> I saw it on your, on your Instagram. Was that not awful? Guys, you have to go on Instagram. I don't even want to f- can read it because it was so disrespectful it was it was it was really really it was nice. something along the lines of the why is there a black woman singing country music you're not even with her married not, to a and black her man. not and my husband's black yeah i was like <laughs> he's black and he called you the n-word yeah and i was like who has the time yeah I'm like yeah what and you respond yeah so angelically and gracefully and it's so beautiful and it speaks to who you are and who yeah. you've become as a woman yeah and and that's 
and that's what I'm I'm trying to do. And like you said, as an African American woman mm-hmm. in country music, I know that it's a huge responsibility, and yeah. I take it very seriously. And I'm so inspired yeah. and excited to to show people mm-hmm. who I am on the other side. I'm so excited. I've put I've showed everybody like the I was trying to be the sweet, happy go lucky country girl. Yeah. Like what sometimes I feel like some people expect us to be yeah. mm-hmm. and I am happy-go-lucky but I'm also a grown-ass woman yeah I have been through a lot yes. of stuff and I'm here to use those experiences right. to, to help educate people and also help people that are on, along their way as they're trying to become a singer in country music whatever that way I'm and whatever so excited capacity. I'm so excited I mean you say this on your Instagram page it says the sky is the limit but there's footprints on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Right? Don't tell me the so, sky's the limit yes. when there's footprints on the moon. And it's so it's true. true. So what's next for you? Well, I am getting ready to release my music video for Sister. Mm-hmm. I've also got this other song that I'm really, really excited about called mm. Rosé that I know we're going to be releasing soon. And to just I'm, finish up this we've album. We've got a Rosé again. We've obviously. got a, a Rosé yes. again. I've started writing from my own yeah. experiences. You found your magic. I found my magic you that I had all magic. along. And it was truly my experiences because every experience is unique to the person. Yeah. And I'm writing from the things that I've lived with in mm. my life and I've gone through in my life. And you're, I just can't wait to share it. You're incredible. Oh I my mean, God, you are Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your truth because it's not easy. It's, it's, and the way you are so open and honest and raw, like that's what we need to hear. Yeah. We need to relate. That's what I've been. I've so been, thank you for that. Of course. And I've been really trying to show my truth and try to be as honest as I possibly can. You're doing it. You're literally, you're doing it. So thank you. You're Everybody's so like, amen. Thank you. I already know. Hallelujah. My girls are going to be like, Leticia, oh my God, how was me? How, like, We're hanging out. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait. So this is the last question I asked. Yes. Every beautiful woman on the podcast. Yeah. You're incredible, intelligent, and courageous woman. What would you tell your 21-year-old self, learning everything that you've learned on your journey? In a couple sentences, what would you tell Mickey at 21? Stand in your truth and don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. Mm. And there you go, folks. And stand up for yourself. Yeah. It's true. No matter what. And it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say that that's not me. Yes. And that's what I would tell myself. Oof, I love that. We're it's we're so scared to take up to stand up for ourselves. Yeah. That's something that has been a huge struggle for with for me for a very very long mm-hmm. time. And once I found that power, it's freedom. Yeah, it is freedom. I promise you. And feeling free, girl. There's nothing like feeling free. Pick your battles, though. Yeah, 100%. pick your battles. You don't need to fight every one of them. Hundred percent. It's okay to say someone's right, even if they're not. And keep it moving. And keep it moving. Because you're gonna save your peace. Exactly. Girl, peace is exactly. <laughs> Priceless. priceless. Some people ain't worth it. But the people that are, the situations that are worth it, speak up. But if it's not, just it's okay. Just let it go. Okay. (laughs) And you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. I just want to say thank you, dude. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you so much for for helping women. Talk to me, of course. And sharing and writing for us. Yes. Girl, I've been listening to that song since yesterday. I'll send you the. Acoustic version. Yeah, please, because I'm. I literally, I could show you my phone right now, and where every I send it to everybody in my phone. It's incredible. You are so talented. You're so bold. Oh you're courageous, you. and I just want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for taking time to talk to me and being honest and raw, bro. I'm so excited for Absolutely. you. It's gonna be good. You're changing the world. Cheers. Cheers, sisters. Some rose. Girl, we got this. Yes. And her next single, rose. I mean, I'm just saying. Next hangout. I'll put it up for you. Too. <laughs> Hey, sis, thanks for listening to Girl, We Got This with Letitia Lee. 
Get new episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and spread the word to your tribe.